Hey, dude. Hey, Greg. 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 <gasps> what, dude? What the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man. I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude, can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair, and make sure and tell them the dude sent you. Hey, dude. What's up, dude? Oh, man, I'm getting ready for this one. I'm pretty amped up, dude. I can't wait. Who do we got today? Keith Barney of Throwdown and 18 Visions. Fuck yeah. Gonna have, we're going to have to hide the excitement for this one. At least me. This is a pivotal band, bro. Both of them. Yeah. Fuck yes. I can't wait, dude. Let's get into this. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Keith, what's up? Hello. Keith, what's hey, up? What's up, man? Hey, sorry about that, guys. No, don't be sorry, man. We're running behind ourselves. How you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm uh, in the middle of my work day, so I was like going back and forth and realized... I have like a auto um, kind of like focus mode on my phone. Sure. If I'm in me, if I'm like in a work day, I don't get certain messages. If I'm out of work, I get certain messages, stuff like that. Uh-huh. So it didn't come through. <laughs> no, no worries, man. Oh man. No worries. Um, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to travel downstairs and um, get myself a cup of coffee too. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, man, this is cool, man. I appreciate you coming out and taking the, or not coming out, but stopping and doing this and taking some time for it. And yeah, definitely. This is going to be rad, man. You guys are going to be starting tour soon, huh? Yeah. How, how, um, are you ready for that? It's been, how, when's the last time you guys did like a tour that was more than a, a couple of days or something? Cause I know y'all did some shows here and a couple in a row, but have y'all hit yeah. the road like this in a while? It's been a while, huh? Yeah, it's been it's been a while um since covid and all that kind of stuff um and before that we had flown out and done this is hardcore fest mm -hmm. and i think before that um yeah we did like a run of like east coast stuff and i remember there's a couple shows there's there's a few shows and stuff and i know even furnace fest right yeah and furnace fest right, right right um yeah like you know, I got a full-time career. I got, I got kids and stuff, um, yeah, cool, limited windows. So we just try to, but this is, yeah, this is a little bit of a longer one. I mean, it's not like super long, but it is, it's a longer one for us. Mm -hmm. Um, negotiated with the misses to make it happen. So yeah. <laughs> were you guys able to like, um, not necessarily pick and choose, but able to say like, well, can we have a, like a couple days off here and not necessarily do so many in a row? Or was that all just picked out for you guys? Uh, we didn't really have any requests. Like we didn't make any requests like, Hey, we need certain days off or anything. It just kind of has worked out and happened. Like it happened. I'm just wondering, cause I know like me being older that I don't know if I'd want to do like full on, like I would want my breaks and like some rest time. And I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like I mean him talk about this all the time, like being on the road. Cause he, he did tours and stuff when he was younger. I didn't, but I was like being in my twenties and earlier on, like I'd be about it all day and every day, but now that I'm getting older and like you mentioned being a dad and like being away, like I would not, I would, that would be tough. It'd be hard. It is, 
and I'll see how I feel <laughs> after all these days gone. Um, yeah. As far as like needing a break rest wise or anything, I'm not really, I don't really worry about that playing guitar. You know, if anything, I'd be worried about James and his voice and stuff. Yeah, right. But James is, I mean, he's kind of a machine. He, he, um, he's always ready. <laughs> he's, yeah. There was only one time ever that uh, we did like a European tour a super long time ago and he got sick and so he couldn't play a show mm-hmm. and it was a sick show. We played with um, Dillinger escape plan and, uh, and crowbar and yeah, it was sick. It was like a festival. <clears throat> and then like the last three bands on the, at that night was like us. And then, and I think Dillinger and crowbar and we just played without James. We just kind of played instrumental. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, everyone was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, they're like real, they don't even have a singer. They're like, an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew who, who, what they were saying and how cool it really was. <laughs> yeah. We were maybe how like unfortunate, how, how odd it was, I guess you could say, because it's off, you know? Yeah. Badass. That'd be something to see. I don't know. I like had, had you uh, done anything with crowbar and, and the other band before, like in the States or. Yeah. We did a tour with Dillinger. Yeah. Uh, we've played shows with them plenty in the past. And right. Like, mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, I'm not going to remember the name of the tour, but we did like a full tour. It was like them and Poison the Well and um, a few other bands. Uh, I but it was the U.S. tour. Yeah, so we've been we've been good friends with like the Dillinger guys like forever. Yeah, but not but not Crowbar. I like Crowbar, but like no, I don't. I think maybe besides Crossing Pass on a festival, we never really played with them before. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like getting to watch him side stage was just like punishing. I was like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've seen Crowbar. Um, no, not Crowbar. I'm sorry. We we're talking about Clutch earlier. I've, I've never seen Crowbar, actually. I don't think yeah, I have. No, no, I've never seen Crowbar. That's one thing. I mean, so that's one I need to go see. That's one I need to go see. from Louisiana. So. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. I want to talk about a few things. Um Let's start, um, I guess, start back in the days. I remember, I remember first hearing from you from Adamantium. I mean, that was going way back. And then, of yeah. course, the of course, you know, um, I think I think it had already been out for a while because I heard, I, like, days later, it felt like I was already listening to Throwdown. But um, I'm pretty sure the Adamantium stuff had been out for some time. But that was my, I was like, man, this stuff's cool. And we talk about it all the time and how, like, the change on how we got into all this stuff and, and how it all kind of progressed. But, um, yeah, hey man, what do you, what do you, um, I don't know. Like, do you have anything that you really miss or think about looking back on those days so long later and whether it be the, the early throwdown days or the, the adamantium stuff, do you, do you even think about those days at all? If that, um, so, I mean, yeah, each one of those bands has like a, a real kind of, you know, special place in my heart for sure. Um, Adamantium was the first like actual band I was in. Um, we were originally called collapse. Like I was in high school and whatever we put out like a demo and then it kind of morphed into Adamantium, like kind of added a few members and it kind of turned into Adamantium. So that was like my first real experience with the band, like making music, playing shows, um, you know, releasing my first record. Um, so like the very first adamantium seven inch, um, 
was just super cool because that was the first time I watched someone do like the layout. Um, and that really spawned me getting into design. So like, I mean, I always loved records and like layouts and all that kind of stuff, but like watching someone do it, I was like, cool. I went home and like downloaded Photoshop and, you know, I've been doing design ever since. So there's like, that's really cool. Later on, um, with Throwdown, um, it was almost like a side project to Adamantium at the time. And the guys that I was doing it with, um, they didn't have bands. We just were guys that hung out together all the time. And we were just really, it was the special thing about Throwdown was it really was just purely just pure fun. Like at that time in its inception, it was just so created almost in like a, uh, a little bit of a like joke way. Like we just wanted to have like a heavy hardcore band that people could respond to live and, and have fun. Now live at the time for us was like band practice or like a house show. You yeah, know what I mean? Like for sure. We didn't have like any kind of big thing, but people just very quickly responded to it and like caught on to it. And then the demo made its rounds really quickly. And so we just started getting asked shows. And so that whole thing kind of spiraled, but like, at least while I was in the band, like the, the whole vibe of, of being in that band was just, it was just fun. It was just, let's make heavy music and have fun. It was so pure. It was easy. A lot of the music was like simple. So we just didn't, we didn't really overthink stuff and we didn't, we didn't really trip about a lot of stuff that like, you know, other bands I've been in, like, okay, let's, what are we doing here? What are we you know? producing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. No, that stuff really comes out when you hear it, even going back to it now. Um, you know, I don't I don't play it every single day, but going back to it and listening to it still, it sounds fun. It sounds um, off the cuff and like just like like it was there and it was it, it, it captured the moment. You know what I mean? And you kind of said like the the fun, like when um, I don't know what you even think about or feel about um, the the baby got back cover. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I I love hearing that. And that, that was like, even to this day, that's kind of my introduction when somebody's like, well, what kind of music do you like? When I was younger, <laughs> that was always like, well, listen to this. Cause it was like something that everyone could kind of bridge between and like, whoa, that's fucking cool. What is that? Um, yeah, man, you could just capture it and you hear that fun in like the whole attitude of everybody. It, it sounds, sounds like it was a blast when y'all did all that stuff, man. Unite everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was just jokes and good times. Like all those shows and tours and made great friends playing with lots of cool bands and you know on festivals like when we play hellfest or whatever you know we just had always had a good response and just just a good vibe hell yeah man just fun man that's cool like that Uh, that part of hardcore to me it was just like that's exactly what that was for and like i felt like we nailed it and it felt good so i yeah i look back on that stuff were there uh, other like um, places around the city that you played like other than Lynn houses? Like, like over here would, you know, I booked a, a life once lost in uh, between the bear to me at a tire shop, but uh, yeah. you know, and, and you know, <laughs> nice. there's like 70 kids there, like going yeah. crazy, um, you know, paying at the door for the bands to get paid. Like it was just a big community. You know, did you have those spots over there that you guys kind of always went to, or was it just somebody's house? No, out here, um, the main spots, the real main spot was called Showcase Theater. Yeah, yeah, the Corona. Yeah, yeah, so that was the main spot. 
um, and then chain reaction, which originally was called public storage and then became chain reaction. That was kind of the, and it still is mm -hmm. one of the, the, the main local spot because mm -hmm. showcase went away. Um, but at the time, like the bigger shows would, would be at showcase. And then as time moved on, there's a club out here called the glass house yeah. and Throwdown. very special actually memory is that Throwdown was the first band from like the hardcore scene to headline the glass house, which is like where I went and saw Slipknot, you wow, know, man, wow. or like fear factory or whatever back in the day. And mm -hmm. like, um, so it was like a hardcore show in the main room and we headlined it and it was, uh, yeah, it was just a real special thing to be able to kind of achieve that from, especially like giving you the backstory and where we came from. It was like, yeah, yeah. wow, this is crazy. But that was your turn, man. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, he's a good example. Like he's like, he's always bringing up that he, I was in that band, you know, and I forgot like how much it influenced people uh, for doing things like that, you know, and that's exactly what you did. And that's the proof, you know, when, when we're at the age we are and, you know, it's a full house. Like, I mean, what year was that when you first, you know, headlined it or. I have no idea. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up online, man. I, yeah. I'm not very good in dates with general. Yeah. I'm not either. I'm, I'm real bad with dates and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because um, now it's like 20 years, you know, like the, it, well, yeah, a lot of these stories are coming from. For yeah. sure. For sure. Because, I mean, when I was listening to Adamantium and Throwdown and all that other stuff, that was well over, well, yeah, 20, 21, 22 years ago, somewhere, somewhere around there. What was the showcase's... Um, owner's name is was it joe um uh, uh, man joe worked there the owner's name was izod uh, okay. joe worked there he was the yeah. one who got us in there and and helped you know us get shows and if he denied it like oh i'm sorry i can't get you on you know but he you know for a small man that just came from san antonio he helped us out you know and what, what band was that uh we were called with all sincerity we were oh, on, cool. yeah we were on pluto records at, at the time Oh, rad. And so you guys, you played Showcase? Yeah, we played there a couple of times. Uh, I think we played with, um, we played with Taken there one time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was uh, probably early, had to be 03. Yeah. Know, 02, 03. 02 yeah. was the first year that we played in there. But yeah, man, the Showcase That's was cool. awesome. That Showcase always treated us well. <laughs> well, you played Chain Reaction too, didn't you? We did. Yeah, yeah. that was later. I think that was 06. Yeah, very cool. But it's just the old, old California connects that, hey, okay, now I'm over here at this venue. I can get you in this one. I can't get you in that one kind of thing. Just like how it is over here. Very cool. It's cool that, you know, we've never met before, but we have like a shared memory of like <laughs> an underground punk club or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I actually have, and not that I would even expect you to remember, I met you. Um, it's kind of a funny story. So I've... It was the first time I saw 18 Visions. Y'all were on tour with Mushroom Head. I don't remember dates. Oh. Like I was talking about, we're just, I don't remember that stuff. But it was in Austin, Texas. And then you guys were talking about like going to Houston the next day. And it was like, not to, no knock to anything that you guys were doing, but it was a Mushroom Head show. And there wasn't too many people who knew of 18 Visions at the Austin show, at least. And yeah. so, um, I guess you guys kind of recognize that. I don't know. Anyways, somehow or another, you're talking about a 15 year old, 16 year old kid. Y'all put us on the list for the Houston show. 
And I was with my cousin, Michael, who actually lived in Houston and was from Houston. He had family there. So it's like, well, I guess we're driving to Houston. So the next day we go to Houston, y'all play the show there. And then this was, I guess, at the time, obviously y'all needed a place to stay. So you stayed at his buddy's apartment. So we went over there and fanboyed all night with you guys at the apartment <laughs> when I was 16 years old. Oh, that's oh, right. Shit. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was, like I said, I think Vanity was maybe about to come out. So 20 years ago, 21 years ago, we're talking about all this stuff. I don't it was fun times though, man. Definitely. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it, so that whole mushroom Ted tour was like a, an ex, is an interesting experience for me. Just like that was the first like big tour that we were doing mm-hmm. around the U S um, with, especially with like something from out of our scene, you know, that was a totally different thing. Um, I think the Lamb of God was on that. I think that's how we met them. I was trying to look back today. I don't remember them on that tour, but then again, I, I was only there to see 18 visions, but that's, yeah. I read that it was Lamb of God, you guys, Mushroom, yeah. and, and I think God forbid, is that what I saw on the internet? I, they might've been on, there was another uh, Roadrunner band called 5.0 that I think opened I, the tour. I remember that name though. Um, yeah. But we had never met Lamb of God before. And like, we kind of became friends with them from Very that cool. tour. Um, and so that was our first experience with like kind of like a metal tour. It's funny. Cause you were talking about like, um, like how that was like the first tour. And, and from what I remember, at least from my point of view on the outsider as a fan, that was like some transitions, not even just with music, but there was a lineup change. I went to a four piece, um, yeah. you know, this was right before vanity and then like things kind of changed and then new, new, bigger labels came after all that stuff and things like a lot of things changed. Um, how was all that for you? Like, I guess at the time. And then I guess looking back at it now, I don't know. I'm, was it the same different? I, I don't know. Yeah, so we we wrote um, Vanity as a five piece, mm-hmm. and then we recorded it. And then I think we did like a little bit, maybe just like a little bit of touring. Well, when I saw you guys on the Mushroom Head tour, it was still a five piece. Okay, yeah. So then it wasn't too much longer. Yeah, because um, I remember actually we had we made like a shirt that said like 18 visions and there was like the five of us. And it was like, the shirt was called like the get wild five. And then, <laughs> and then, and then after we parted ways with Brandon, then there was four of us and it was like the fab four or something like that. Like <laughs> we, made, we made like a new shirt or something like that. Um, but yeah, we kind of, we got to a place where Brandon really wanted to focus on doing metal, which is why he was doing bleeding through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to have the door wide open for whatever kind of came to mind. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's kind of where we, where we, we kind of just diverged musically. And that's when we separate separated those um, that way, but it happened after the recording and all that kind of stuff and a little bit of touring like that. So no, for sure. Yeah. I remember like, well, all the press, like the photos and everything y'all were, it was five of you guys. And like I said, I saw it with the five of you guys and, um, but yeah. And then there was even a while, um, where Ken was playing guitar too. I remember seeing. Yeah. And, and I guess yeah. that's, I, I, that's right. When you guys had Trevor, am I right? Is that his name? Forgive yeah, me. I so should have read on this. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Trevor, uh, he joined later on. So we, um, that yeah, was so a we little were, bit later on. Yeah. So we were a four piece for a while and I was just playing guitar by myself. And then, uh, we got a guy to play drums and then we moved 
Ken to guitar because Ken had been writing songs for mm-hmm. multiple records at that point. He was just, but he was playing drums, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so he moved to guitar and then we had a drummer and then we recorded our obsession record um, as a four piece actually. Okay. So yeah, we did obsession as a four piece. And then after that is when Ken moved to guitar. And then when we did our self-titled record, that's when Trevor came in um, and he recorded that album with us. Uh, so I think he was touring during obsession and then, and then did the next record with us. What was it like doing those, that like transitions where you were doing the, the solo guitar by yourself playing the two guitar part songs but you know what I mean? Cause I remember seeing that actually at one point, I want to say, and it, it was good, but it, you could tell that there was still something kind of missing. Is that why Ken ended up getting on guitar and y'all got another drummer or something or like, you know, um, how was it holding on to all, doing all that? I guess. When we first moved to a four piece, um, it was a little weird just in the sense that I really hadn't played in many bands ever as a four piece, there was always a second guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, that's always like our initial, you know, thought, but at the time we moved to four and when I sat down and like really mapped out all the different guitar parts, there weren't that many parts that were like, we need to have two guitar parts. There's just a lot of doubling really. Yeah. Um, so I had like kind of set up like an AB switch with multiple amps, stuff like that. And, it ended up sounding really tight. Like we, we didn't, we didn't mind it. And we could have kept kept going like that, except for the fact that I think as we moved further into like obsession and in our songwriting, we were like, yeah, like another guitar for like two different guitar parts. That's when we started thinking more like that Mm -hmm. rather than just like two stereo tracks is like, okay, let's do more songwriting ish, whatever. And then I think that's when Ken moved over to, uh, you, did you guys ever use any backing tracks or anything like, to help? The only tracks we, um, during when we did the self-titled record, we had backing tracks as in like, like, like samples, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. crazy weird, like drum hits and yeah, cool. but we never had, we never had, uh, like other guitar parts or anything yeah. like that. We oh, never did like vocals and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was more just like bells and whistles type stuff, you know. Yeah, kind of like yeah. like the samples that you used to put in, uh, in uh, until the ink run, runs out, like before the song would start or something. They're just kind of yeah. on a back intro. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's and then one, now we use it for uh, for bass tracks. That's one thing I miss about. I miss a lot of things about those days and the scene and the way things were, and but like the the samples in the in the beginning of the songs or before the breakdown, like. I mean, you you guys always did it. I think hands like spot on. But there was many bands that were doing it, and I don't know who to say is responsible or not. But I I missed that shit for some reason, man. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so hard when you when something you just knew it was coming, and then just like and now it was like everyone talks about like the China or the Bell and that that too. But for me, back then it was the movie sample. It's like oh yep. shit, it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of sets. I mean as complete movie nerd lovers like it's just another thing that you can add to like set the vibe you know yeah so how do you guys go about picking some of those movies because me and my brother jason we laugh all the time about how did you kill her um (laughs) we love that movie man like do you you guys just 
I don't know, you just think about it one day or is it you just, you envision it already or how does some of those, like that one specifically, how did that come to you? That one, specific, that one specifically came from Ken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, he had a bunch of movies at his house and just messing around with stuff. Um, I, I mean, we were just always like, once like we had kind of written the songs when, when we were like recording, we just started thinking about like what samples would go good with it just because we, we loved that whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they came from different places. Um, the back you know, to the future one, the, the, yeah. Like this is heavy. Shining. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I think the back to the future was the one that I, that I had picked. Uh, I think Ken also picked the shining, so it, it kind of came from different people. That's that's awesome. I love that stuff. Man. Yeah, that was that was like those things that we we're sitting there nitpicking you at. It's like sixteen year old fanboys that night. Like, how do you write songs? And how do you? What was it like doing this? It was so <laughs> stupid. So I know we were kind of talking about movie samples, and like I kind of brushed over like the transition of y'all guys becoming a four piece. Um, I and, and if any of this. I bring up if you don't want to talk about it, or if you want me to take it out, I easily can. Um, Throwdown. Why did you leave Throwdown? I never, I don't know if I've ever read on that or saw that, or are you guys still, was it a bad thing? Should I not ask? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 it's totally fine. You can okay. ask about it. Anything okay. is fine. Okay. Um, uh, when I left Throwdown, it was really like, <laughs> I mean, 18 visions was taking off and Throwdown was taking off like mm -hmm. at, the same, at the same time. So in, in almost two different directions, like obviously from the same scene, but like it was kind of two different things sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, musically there's obviously like, and the way I looked at it was like, um, before any of these bands, I was like, I got into playing guitar and love music and whatever, and then started doing these things it got to the point where they're both taken off. I just kind of, um, on a personal vibe, the guys with 18 visions, we just kind of mind melded the best. Like we, the way we toured together, our approach to music together, like we were just like a real, like a unit in that way. The throwdown guys, some of the guys were still like in college at that same time. So I was kind of like, guys, I want to do music. I want to do music. And then Throwdown would do tours when they could, right? They were still kind of like tied by like when they were out of school and this and that. Um, so then anyways, it, it got to a point where like, you're just both going, both doing stuff. And I was having my friend Matt fill in on guitar for me with Throwdown when, when both would go. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was it was doing that for a while. I was trying to do both. And it finally just got to the point where like, it was just wasn't sustainable. And, but I remember like with our bass player, Dom, I like, I told him, I was like, I, I don't think I could ever quit this band. So you're going to have to kick me out. <laughs> and so it was a very friendly, like, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just not going to work. Like, I mean, I remember they like, they were starting to do like Ozfest and stuff. And it was just yeah. like, it just, it was just wasn't going to work. So um, that's how I left. Okay, cool. And you're still yeah. cool with all those dudes now? Which I know a lot of those dudes aren't even in the band anymore, but just the guys that were in the band at the time. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I still talk to those guys every once in a while. That's um, cool, man. Yeah. Dom's the, maybe the more difficult one just because he lives out in Australia now. Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we did connect. Uh, we do connect every once in a while. So 
That's cool, man. That's very cool. Um, did you, you do a, a, the graphic designing on a lot on all the 18 Vision albums? Yeah. Um, I did um, our best of record, and I did the Vanity record with another designer, um, and then I did Obsession myself, and then. Uh, our self-titled record was actually like a real treat. Like um, we, we got this designer that I could basically just hand pick. At that point we were on like on the major label, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just, I picked this guy um, and he had done a bunch of, he had done all the Marilyn Manson artwork. Oh, wow. And he was like, all the, all the Manson records were just such amazing graphic design and, so I was like, I want to work with this guy. And so got to work with him. So that was a treat. And then um, our new stuff, I've done all the new layouts for the new 18 Visions records too, like the XVIII and then the the EP, the Inferno EP. And mm-hmm. so That's, That's awesome, cool. Man. I think I heard or read or something that you did or you're messing with a lot of the, the vinyl reprints and the layouts for that stuff too, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we've been playing around at this the state that we're in right now is is such a cool situation where we have enough years behind us that if we want to put something out, there's like a, a handful of people that that like each envisions and so like they'll find out about it somehow. There's a couple don't, handfuls, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need to have like a whole bunch of like middlemen for stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah. like we can record it ourselves. We can release it ourselves. We can. And so it's just very, it's such a tight cycle. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool. That's awesome, man. Badass, man. Um, when did you pick up guitar? You said earlier that you've always played guitar and like, well, I, well, I'm sure you didn't come out with a guitar in your hand, but um, <laughs> maybe you did. I don't know. That'd be cool. When did you start playing music and all that? I, I really started to get into music around, fifth grade, sixth grade. That's like when I was like drawing like Def Leppard logos on my yeah. books and stuff, you know, and then moving on later into junior high, like that was really getting into like grunge and all that kind of stuff. And Led Zeppelin was my first favorite band. Um, I liked a lot of classic rock stuff, the doors and like all that stuff. Um, I liked Creedence Clearwater. I liked, um, so like a lot of my dad's records yeah. and, and then I started playing guitar. Um, we had an acoustic guitar and that was like in, yeah, junior high, I guess. That's when I started. Nice. So that it was like seventh grade. Very cool, man. What was the breakdown that changed it for you? There wasn't <laughs> breakdowns. Probably. Well, there was, I'm sure. What was, what was, what was the one that did it in? Made you well, turn up your gain to 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a few different stages, but like, this is not a breakdown, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Eric Clapton's acoustic album he put out, MTV Unplugged. Oh, yes. Was like a very, that was like a really big deal to me. I loved Cream already. And like, so that's when I started picking up the acoustic guitar and wanting to play guitar more. And then, so I would just like try to learn those songs and stuff. And then, as far as like getting into heavy music. Um, yeah. I mean, like seeing Pantera, this love on the 
you know, on MTV, all the stuff that like started to get like helmet, like a lot of like the stuff that was on MTV that was heavier. I started like gravitating towards that. Of course I was like huge into Nirvana and Alice in Chains. And it was like getting more and more aggressive at the same time. I was getting like, I was getting a lot of punk records and stuff. So it just started getting more aggressive, but I don't feel like I heard real heavy hardcore until I got a, I think it was my freshman year in high school. I got a tape from a friend that had like, Snapcase, Earth Crisis, yeah. Chorus of Disapproval, um, a bunch of stuff like that, and that's when I just totally fell. I was yeah, like, okay. that's. A, I was telling him Earth Crisis. I heard them in '96 on the uh, Ozfest sampler. You know, with Cold Chamber and Sepultura and Neurosis, and yeah, that was my introduction. You know, to Earth Crisis, they're already on the second stage of Ozfest. Well, I mean, that was the first one. Yeah, but still, that's. Yeah. That's going back, and that's cool, man. They're way already back. <laughs> reaching those, reaching them kids because that's all we were at that time. So yeah. that's cool, man. Yeah, that's badass. Um, I'm trying to think, I we didn't. I don't. I don't do a lot of like scripted stuff on here. This is kind of just a casual where it goes, what happens. So I don't have like a bunch of stuff to. What was plan your first concert, ask. man? Your first concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your first show you went to, man? As a kid, do you remember? Well, you have to remember. What was your first show? Well, I. So, uh, the, f- the first one I consider that I went to that I wanted to go to, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because my parents were, they, they were like big, like my parents, like big into country and stuff like that. So <laughs> they would, I got, they would, I, I got a good story after this. Go on. Sorry. So they would bring me and they'd be like, watch the guitar player. He's really good. And I'd be like, dad, I just don't even like this music. Like, I'm just not whatever. But, um, yeah, then then locally, um, some of the easiest shows. My family was really conservative, um, and uh, so like they really kind of you know had a grip on me growing up about like what I could do, what I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if I told them that I was going to like a show that was at a church, they'd be like, oh okay, it's like a safe environment, whatever. So there was a lot of Christian hardcore bands out here, okay. mm-hmm. and a lot of like the straight edge bands would play with Christian hardcore bands at the same time at churches and stuff. So, like Unashamed was a hardcore band that was from out here that was really heavy. Um, so that was my first like hardcore show was at a church. Um, I think there was a bunch of bands in the bill, but like that was kind of the main one. Yeah, that's cool, man. bunch bunch of guys. Was it like? I'm, I'm probably going to sound stupid for asking this because I don't know, but like it's it, same thing. Everybody was just getting crazy, but just inside a church, right? Having fun, yeah. bunch of kids having fun, slamming around. and Yeah, and it was such a diverse, I mean, bills used to be so diverse. Like this ba- this bill, these, this was mostly like tooth and nail record bands. Yeah. Um, so like there was a band called Saved. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yeah, I think they were like ska or whatever. Um, <laughs> so like the bill was all over the place, you know, but when it came to Unashamed, um, hardcore dancing didn't really come into play too much until a little bit later. But at that time, it was a lot just like huge sing-alongs and pileups and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I was just so amazed as my first like show or whatever, like I was just so amazed at how close I could get to the band. It was just yeah. like there's no barrier here. This is not what I've seen on TV. Like I was like just a few feet away from an amp. I could see what equipment they were using. I just, that blew my mind in itself. And it was like, and then there's also t-shirts right there. I could go buy one right now. And I just, the, the immediacy of it was so cool. I, I love, and I, I, 
you can kind of still kind of get that feeling when you go to shows, sort of. And I mean, at local shows, yes. Yeah. But I love those days where you're talking about no barrier, and or maybe like on a on a little riser at best. Um, you know, cram shoulder pack into this little area where your band's crammed into the corner because the kids and everyone's around them so tight and you can't do anything other than stand next to the to the ride symbol and hope that the crash doesn't hit you in your head or your guitar head doesn't slam homeboy in the face or whatever, you know. <laughs> I I love, love, love those days. I miss them so much. And I wish those feelings, like in the scene, I, I don't know if it's dead. I don't know if it'll ever come back, but at least what I've noticed it's different. I don't know. I, I, it, that was a moment back in time that I don't think is going to come back. I don't know. There's um, you know, I think you just still have to go to the right shows. Um, and some of them are harder to find, but like out here, you know, I could still go to like a chain reaction show and just crawl up on stage. If I want, they're not going to kick me off unless it's like some bigger touring band, you know, whatever. But um, I still get that vibe of, if I go to like a local show, there's also, I, I haven't been to one yet, but like in LA, there's a lot of cool shit where like, they're doing like all these backyard parties and like, they're just like, they'll like fucking tweet out like, Hey, there's a show at this spot. And, like everyone shows up and it's just like, they're playing in a cul-de-sac and it's wow. hardcore or like crust punk. And they're just like fucking moshing in the street it's like it's awesome that's super cool with, I, with I, generators yeah. and stuff like I, so like i said i haven't been to one so yeah. i don't know but i have some friends from la who like have been t- telling me about it and like i mean that's awesome if i was younger i didn't have the family and the kids i was like yeah, i'd probably be down there like checking it out but yeah i would love to see it i've seen the pictures online and just like on instagram and stuff like that of of some of the shows and like i said they they'll play and then like the show will get shut down and then they'll like tweet out a new spot and just move to a different location. So they somehow they figure it out. That's so cool, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's still door to door marketing. In, yeah. In a form, you know, digital doors. I think <laughs> yeah. we've talked about those digital doors. That's all it is now. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally. pretty. It's 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 new. I I, I like it. I guess. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's, it's cool way convenient. that my daughter's asking about skateboarding and skating now. You know, and, and that's cool. She might see some new bands that you know, she might show me or something like that because she's, you know, has those friends that are already skaters and I'm waiting for my daughter to show me some, some music or something that she's (laughs) into. That's like not from the Disney movie that we watched together, which I'm cool with, but I'm waiting to see what she's going to get into. Cause I don't want to push anything on her, but I mean, she listens to the stuff when she's with me, when I'm in the car, I ask her all the time, what do you want to listen to? Like, I'll give her choices, but, um, you know, it's usually, I guess, whatever I put on, but I can't wait till she's old enough and has that interest where it's like, dad, listen to this. I'm like, okay, what is it? Let's hear it. I don't know. It's going to be fun. How old are your kids, man? Uh, my boy's seven and my daughter's five. <clears throat> okay. Awesome. Yeah. My, my daughter's seven. Well, one of them's seven and one of them's five is well, about to be five. So yeah. pretty much the same. It's fun. I love it. My daughter, she's going to be 11 yeah, this month. And he's got a bit of an older kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's already- I like, I, uh, I feel the same way where it's like, I hope they can like find, you know, music, especially underground music. But like, I have to remember that, like, I didn't really dive hard into it until like eighth grade, you know, or, you know, it was like later on, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so like, you know, I bought my kids, like there's this uh, company called, I think it's called Lug and they make like little miniature guitars with just four strings. So you can like learn on them, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've like sat down and like try to teach them stuff. My son does some piano lessons. 
Um, but yeah, like I didn't get into any of that until I was like seventh grade. So <laughs> just got to be patient. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. they ever heard dad's music? Uh, yeah, but I don't think they know. Like oh, I, I've told them before, like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if they are like seen videos or anything, old, old videos of, you, of you, people jumping all over you. <laughs> I've shown them stuff like here and there, but it's probably time that maybe I could show them again. Then uh, they're a little older to, yeah. to maybe understand it a little bit more. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mostly I, they're just like, have a good band practice. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's cool. That's super yeah. cool. I mean, once I showed her people jumping all over us, she was like, ah, she, she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks yeah. so fun. Yeah, it is, man. I, I don't know. I took, I took my daughter to her first show and actually it was his band, but, um, she had a blast watching all the people jump all over and slamming around. And I threw up on my shoulders and we got in the middle of everybody. And she, <laughs> she thought it would, she didn't understand it, but it, like uh, we walked in and the door girl put X's on her hand and I was like, baby, let me get a picture of this. Like, you don't understand how cool this is. This is your first pair of X's on your hands at a hardcore show. Like this me, for me, it was like a little moment. I was like, let me get a little picture real quick. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's, that's super cool. It is, man, and and I, I I want I can't wait to take her to like an actual like big show to where there's like like a big like arena or something to see like tons of people and like kind yeah. of trip out on lights and because we sit here and we watch music with her all day and it's like I said I don't I don't push anything on her but whatever I'm watching or whatever my brother and I are listening to or you know we 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 push a little bit on her and try to teach her about Rush or Ozzy or something like that. But, um, <laughs> sure. um, I can't wait to take her to like a real cool big show and, and just kind of have her see her face and all the noises and lights and everything. I don't know. I, that stuff was so cool for me as a kid, seeing all that stuff. We're talking about first shows and it's funny. You're talking about your parents and the first one that you didn't want to go to. It was in one of the earlier episodes we did, but my parents took me to see Reba McIntyre at SeaWorld when I was a kid and I got lost at <laughs> SeaWorld and then Reba brought me on stage and was like, we got a lost little boy named Wade Warner. No over way. Here. Yeah. My parents came to the back and picked me up and like, it was, I was young, man. I was like five, maybe six. I don't remember much of it other than like her hair and just like big red and like yeah sparkles and I don't know. It was <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It was fun. And I, I even saw, um, uh, Jimmy Ravon there with his with his band, um, nice. Uh, the Fabulous T Birds. Yeah. Anyways, early shows and stuff. I don't know, man. It's cool. Um, I guess back to some of the stuff, man. I don't know. Um, like I said, I don't really have any questions written down or anything. You got um, what's what's one of um, what's what, one of your favorite songs to play live? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite song you got? Whether it be any of your bands that you've ever been in one of the songs that you play live out of any of the catalog which was the one that just gets you every time you don't ever get tired of it good question um a song that uh, there's a lot um <laughs> for many different reasons of course um you know right now we're we're working on songs for our upcoming tour with ancient visions. And mm -hmm. so we're playing the entire vanity record and, you know, there's like multiple songs that we've just never even played before. So, um, this is like just a fun experience, like relearning and re going through all those. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, so there's a song on that record, one hell of a prize fighter, which is, um, one we haven't played in a long time. So very, we're, we're very excited about playing that one. That's cool. Um, 
I yeah. wish you guys yeah. were coming closer to Texas so I could see that so bad, but I get it. <laughs> we're far. <laughs> yeah. You're in the middle. <laughs> I know. I just, I just visited my dad in California and it was a 15 hour drive and yeah, I can, I can, no, that's, that's a lot. I don't add another, what, probably eight, nine, 10 hours to that. Just even, yeah, that's a lot. It was rough, man. We did it all in one shot and I do, I've never done a lot of traveling and I'll guess I could say this, like New Mexico sucks. There's nothing <laughs> in there in that state at all. We did like probably 200 miles on a straight road with nothing. We didn't see any life that's form. That's like, part, man. That's the best part of touring. <laughs> I maybe, maybe when you're when that's you yes. got to understand. I've never really been on a tour, yeah. so like I'm the same page, man. That that drive is boring. Yeah. Driving to, from Texas to, to California, um, yeah, it's just like hot. Are we there? <laughs> yes. It's so drawn out. Like, yeah, you don't see. I don't know. It, it's too much. Too much for me. I couldn't do it. I had to get out of the car. Finally, I, yeah. I'm glad we made it back. So yeah. whatever. One of the songs, actually, that I would say um, from uh, our last full length, not not our Inferno EP, but the one before mm -hmm. that, um, this song called Oath, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, yes, yeah, so that one is like, uh, as far as like our later catalog, is like one that really just like gets a really good response, and like it's really really fast and chaotic and thrashy to start mm -hmm. with, so it always like gets you like really like just fired up and then the whole ending has like the sing-along and the it's like a total release mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just short it's kind of a short and sweet song too so I, that's always a fun one yeah yeah what about on the flip side man one you don't want to play ever again <laughs> <laughs> oh uh geez i'm sure there's plenty of those um, I, I i i maybe i shouldn't ask that you said i can ask anything so whatever <laughs> yeah i don't care uh, i just uh songs we wouldn't play i mean you personally that you're just like i don't want to play that song anymore <laughs> like I, i've been playing it for so long even though it's a good one i'm tired of it i'll be honest i don't really get like that that's badass that's cool, i love man. that i'm like I, that. I mean i love playing music but i'm also like a fan so i i totally you know take it to heart like when we put together a set list of like what people will know versus what people wouldn't know mm -hmm. and if it's like the song they've heard a bunch of times or we played a million times but like people will still have fun that's exactly like our approach with like what that what throwdown was it was like it was just about like bringing like the whole vibe of like the room together you know mm -hmm. like and um yeah it, so that doesn't bother me at all like we played tower snakes like every show like ever since it was written but like that's what i was wondering like did, so you, fun. did you think that breakdown was going to change so many kids lives <laughs> God. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> like i love it don't get me wrong and and i i, I love even i know a lot of people like uh, i don't know some people i guess a lot whatever anyways i'll just say it um i feel like you guys probably got a lot of shit at that time for like changing and the whole obsession and like the self-titled period of things. I don't know what the hell. I don't know if that's fully true or not. Um, uh, the reality, the reality is that we, 18 visions got shit. Even since like our first records that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it is like, every you're doing something record. right. If you're getting shit along the way, I think like if somebody's hating on you, then that means you're doing something kind of cool. Maybe. I don't know. You're going to have haters yeah. no matter what, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah, it's it's one thing to be on the 
the writer side of music versus like the listener side of music. It's a two different experiences, you know, and like we just always kind of made a promise. I said like the mind meld that we kind of shared is like, you just like, let's just do what we thought was cool, you know? So, um, and actually like, no, I mean, maybe more so like on the self-titled record, like we would get more shit. I I get, I don't, it really was every single record, but like, um, uh, like obsession was of course another, big kind of move from vanity and then plus like we got like the major label thing but like along the way it was like there were people who'd like turn their backs and then like we'd get new fans it was just it was kind of a continual process no for sure i mean like i said you're gonna have haters with anything you you think that was because of the tours that you eventually got on you know like maybe the the bands that you were touring with or it just you guys always had a flow of new new listeners all the time what was the question so like do you think because of the new tours that you got on at that time like i don't know who who did you open up for um around we did that. All kinds of shit. yeah that's what i'm saying your your audience is growing because of those shows you think yeah. that helped out you know that yeah and that was the point it was like we'll just play to anyone and everyone like we would play with him or we would do like uh kill switch engage yeah or, or we would do like we did a tour with strung out in canada Mm-hmm. uh we just like we did all kinds of shit no Lost i remember profits, like, i remember seeing like i've seen you guys well i've seen i've seen you would throw down i think twice but i've seen 18 visions handfuls of times along all along the way like you know what i mean so i remember a lot of these stories that you're mentioning um whether yeah. if i saw them but seeing them but um i get what he's asking as far as like as the progression of the bands going and getting bigger and getting on bigger tours and bringing in more people and, and talking about that rotation of fans and stuff is I think. What well, so at, yeah. It's interesting because like we do have, we have fans that are so different because they will be like obsessions, my favorite record mm-hmm. or like a whole set of fans are like vanity's my favorite record. Like some of our best friends is like vanity's a favorite record. And then there's a whole set of fans. just like, no, no, no. The old, until the ink runs out, that was like whatever. So it's, you kind of start to see how like, and the people who love obsession, like they're like, I didn't really get into until he grows out or, you know, they like, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think for me personally, um, it was right before the best of came out. That's kind of mm-hmm. when I jumped in on at least the 18 visions train. Um, cause yeah, cause it was motionless. white was like the new thing. Cause the other songs yeah. were older. Right. And so that was like, I don't know. That shit was, it was cool, man. As a kid, that shit was super cool, man. I don't, I don't know. Badass stuff, badass breakdowns, riffs, all of it, you know, melodies, vocals. I I saw them in Austin. I saw you guys in Austin on a rooftop Uh, and you, it wasn't even like a scheduled show. Like one of the promoters had thrown you on like a punk rock show on a rooftop in Austin. Brandon was still playing. Um, But yeah, that was like right after until. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Did you play that? I, show? I think it was no, the. Uh, I went. We went to go see them. Oh, we okay. I thought on, you were playing that show. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was the goddamn it's fucking cold tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, was that it? I, I, I vaguely remember that story though. Yeah, it had to be like two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Yeah. yeah, we don't get super cold here in well, at least in San Antonio. But I know you guys came around with Kitty. And at least for that show specifically, it was like raining ice. It was not snow because we don't get snow. It was like sleet, just ice coming down. Um, yeah. That night for for me as a San Antonian was fucking cold, like super cold. I don't know if that's yeah. the tour you're talking about, but my God, that night was cold. 
<laughs> no, Wait. I think that was before. Like right, maybe remember. in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, are you excited for the tour? Yeah, uh, very excited. Um, a lot of like a lot of dates. We haven't like we haven't been to Chicago, and I can't. I have no idea how many years. So mm-hmm. certain cities are down in like Florida and stuff. Like there's certain places we haven't been in a long time. Um, we got some cool bands that we're playing with. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're actually going to, um, announce it pretty soon, but I'll tell you guys anyways, but, but basically we, we re-recorded the vanity record. Oh, wow. And well, I know just, y'all did those two songs. Right. So we did that. Yeah. But we actually re-recorded the album for this and we're going to, we're going to like put it out. I mean, I think it'll, we'll probably put it up on streaming. Like the masters are coming back from, uh, Will Putney from end. He's doing the, the masters for us right now, Very cool. <clears throat> but yeah, we like, it's going to sound did all great. The tracks. Yeah. It's going to be sick, dude. Um, so it, 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 it sounds really cool. So anyways, all of that is like what we've been working on all these, whatever. And we're going to put that up. Um, maybe, I don't know, sometime next month or something like that, but you know, vinyl and all that kind of stuff. So well, this won't come out until I think the day after y'all start tour. Oh, okay. I think that's when this one, this recording will come out. So, okay. Well then it'll be up. And, then. <laughs> okay. Well then cool. I can leave it in. That's cool. Yeah. Badass man. Do you guys have anything? Well, you, well, I guess you just kind of answered that. I was gonna say, you have anything else coming up as far as, um, I guess, 18 visions, any yeah, more touring in the project possibly? Like I know, I know you said touring is kind of like when you can, Maybe if you guys want to and the fall lines up because everyone's got their own things going on. But we want to. It's just yeah, when we can and mm-hmm. and just trying to make the that work. Um, we we put out. We're in the middle of like a larger project, so okay. Uh, we put out our Inferno EP. That's like six songs. Mm-hmm. I remember that that EP is part of a three part series Bad. about. Um, the divine comedy. So it's like Inferno, Purgatorio, Paradiso. So the first six songs are done. The second six songs for Purgatorio are written um, and recorded. But then we were going to put that out this year. And then the whole 20 year vanity thing came up and we're like, well, we'll just put it on hold. Mm-hmm. So after this tour, we're going to get back to that and just keep, cause this is going to be like a full, you know, using the same artist for all three covers and kind of like that's so it's, it's kind of a bigger picture thing. Badass man. That's super cool. Any, um, well, I guess touring is something might happen if that lines up after all that stuff, but that's super cool, man. I'm, I'm super excited to hear that stuff. Cool. Doing anything else with any other bands or anything just for fun or anything, jamming, making your own songs, anything like that. Just, kill time do or have you a, don't have time to kill <laughs> yeah um i can't help myself so yeah i do have one other band <laughs> um it's called duca and um if uh you could probably find it like through my instagram or something like that but um uh just s- some of my some of my friends from around here um our guitar player owns a studio and i was kind of going down and um, hanging out with my friend as they were making their record and he was the guy recording the bands and stuff like that. And so we all be kind of became tight and decided to start this project during COVID. Um, and it's very um, kind of, it would be like Coalesce and Meshuggah 
and um, uh, some, something like that. <laughs> like it's really, it's just super heavy and chaotic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I remember finding this band a while back and I'm, I might sound stupid. I'm almost positive you were in it and it was kind of throwdown esque, but it had like X's in the front and the end of the name. I want to say, does this ring a bell or am I completely off? Um, it, I want to say it was on Spotify and I cannot find it anymore. I can't find it on YouTube. I'm dead positive it was you on vocals on it, though. That's why I was like, is this Keith from... It sounded just like old Throwdown. And I was like, this is a, cool. I did a few projects where I sang and one was called Rain. That was like just kind of a by myself, like mm-hmm. recording songs, whatever. And then I did a, uh, a band called Monument to Thieves. Um, Maybe that's what it was. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, we were like a local band. We did one tour with Disembodied, and that was it. Maybe that's what it was, because that sounds very familiar, Monument to Thieves. Badass. Anyways, cool, man. Well, I know we're already almost out of time, and I'm not going to send you another link. I'm, I'm, I ate up too much yeah. of time already, I think. I appreciate well, you taking all yeah, this man, time. Thank so you very much. I really appreciate it again. Um, I'm sorry and bummed that I can't see you guys on the road, but anyone who hears this, go check out the fucking tour. Yeah, where where can they find you? Where can uh, our listeners uh, the, go to our Instagram and uh, okay, and uh, that's where all the dates will be. That's where like we'll update with anything of like obviously the music, and then there's be vinyl and merch and all that stuff associated with the with the shows. And so just go there. Cool, cool. Man. cool. Well, again, I appreciate it. Have fun on the road. Be safe. Can't wait to hear the new stuff. Thanks Thank for you. your time. Thanks for your hospitality, all of it. Yeah, thanks for having me and asking me, and great to chat with you guys. No, yeah. man, cool. Well, um, all right. Have a good one, man. Thanks. Thank, thanks, yeah, man. Have a good week. Yeah, Later. thank you. Bye.